This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show for Monday the 15th of... February 2021. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. And it's Steve. And we're presenting Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, show about bicycles, cycling and related transport issues coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia or Naram. Actually, we're not actually coming from the studios today, are we? Because um, we've all been thrown for a six. We're in the uh, home studio annex. Home studio annex here uh, because um, COVID-19 has raised its ugly head again. Yeah, back in lockdown town. So we're back with our don't go out except for our four reasons, mostly shopping for food. Staying within our five kilometre boundary, which has been probably the most frustrating if you're trying to go somewhere on your bike other than home. Yeah, well, from a personal perspective, that uh, Steve and I and several other people are involved with a little cycling club out in southeast Melbourne, and uh, Saturday we're supposed to have a new kit day and a social ride, and it all just went nut. No, that's been put off, and hopefully. Look, we're looking at a five-day lockdown currently and mm. until further notice. So we've got to kind of take it in for what's going to happen with further advice. So we're uh, anyway. back to our 5K boundary. We can probably talk about some other things that are going to... Well, you can't do any social rights before no. 5 a.m. Just a quick bit of news. Works notice, Cyril Works, are going to be happening along the Darabin Creek trail near Sheehan Road in Hodelberg West from the 10th to the 20th of February, so it's probably just kicked off. Works start at 8am and finish at 5pm daily, including night works from 17th to the 20th of February, so the trail will remaining open at all times, so just be aware of that, that's going on at Derebin Creek Trail. Now speaking of things Heidelberg, Parking spots are being swallowed up and arterials choked as the government rolls out more than 100 kilometres of new bike lanes. Reid Butler's live in Fairfield. Now, Reid, motorists say they're getting a raw deal. And they're going to have to get used to it, Pete, because new bike lanes like this one along Heidelberg Road are going to start popping up all over Melbourne from the city of Port Phillip to Moreland. It's part of an 18-month trial that really started creeping in over lockdown. Here along this arterial, this clearway, was transformed into a large bike lane, forcing vehicles into two lanes of traffic during peak instead of three. And it runs for close to 10 kilometres. Cyclists, they're loving it. Around 5,000 a week are taking advantage of their safe now, anyway, as many of us would know, and we've reported this on the show several times, that the state government are rolling out 100 kilometres of pop-up bike lanes. And, oh, we could do an entire show on the social media response to that little bit we had there. I was watching all this play out on Twitter and Facebook. There's some very interesting points I want to pull out of this. Steve, your initial reaction in um, 25 words or less. Well, you know, you can knock me down with something pretty pretty small and light when you see the Department of Transport knocking 
these lanes out mm. um, at the uh, pace they are, when the glacial pace of trying to get any any lanes happening in the in a metro area mm. and the kickback there is. But this is this has been great. Um, mm. The lanes seem to work okay from a rider point of view, driving through the same area. It's not at peak, obviously. I didn't experience them, but it. You know, it, it seems to have been done pretty well. They've got traffic engineers. They yeah. know their stuff. And on my previous show, I had four people just speaking about this. Now, a really interesting thing happened um, on the way to... No, anyway, a certain bicycle organisation was teed up to help with Channel 9 do their show. And unfortunately, something terrible happened last week with a, a death. And they couldn't, unfortunately, make it. So anyway, I got contacted. And Emma, who you may have heard on um, my show from a fortnight ago, appeared because we just pumped it out like please 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 contact these people now another thing i want to bring into these things when these articles or when these stories appear in the media we as the you know people who you know want to advocate see one thing but there's something else that got brought up every time there is something kind of antagonistic towards riders people who ride a lot i.e roadies or people commute see a proportionate rise in aggression there's something that the producers of these stories in mainstream media and elsewhere have got to take a bit of a social check on. It's probably a good topic for a um, for a scientific paper to do some analysis on. You know, is there is there some measure that can be made of the uh, attitude or antagonism that's experienced by you know a group of people that maybe these people that commute or ride all the time subsequent to these sort of articles that have um you know it's pitching a controversy you know yeah. and the road it's uh, now a cyclist thing not our parking yeah and th- th- there was a big thing about the parking in this now there's uh this is vic roads department of transport discussed it in my last show it's about parking now the issue being too is a private business again down there who've got issues or a couple of businesses saying they've got issues these are solvable problems they are not the end of the world now if one vulnerable road user group is being is you know at the moment we're got you know if you you know good we've got this lockdown at the moment people are out in the paths again and we have got to find new ways of moving around i understand it's annoying for people who have always driven and you've that's the thing that you've always known and it is no indictment that you're a wrong or bad person it's just we're finding new ways to get about so there's going to be people mode shifting from the public transport that they're not seeing as uh, safe in our weird journey time Uh, so they're going to want to ride Mm. people that want to ride want a safe place to do it a safe route to do it and that's something we could where we could do several shows upon but i've heard a similar analogy and i'll be very careful what i say here but people who are dv advocates or people who are working within people uh, you know in vulnerable situations to do with family violence whenever there's some types of media stories they get calls from people who are in a vulnerable situation saying it's actually made it worse. Mm. I'm being very careful with my words here. And if I'm incorrect, please contact the station and correct me. But it's it's really difficult situations that these are. 
with people who write every day, and I've got this feedback in the last week since that went to air, aggression increases. So from a story like this, we go see uh, increase in, in aggression. So uh, how, how do the stories that are really antagonistic uh, affect the environment? That's something, you know, well, again, scientific paper. Scientific paper or, um, like from my media monitoring going back oh, a couple of decades now, we don't get infrastructure built. We just get uh, cyclists or bicycle riders or whatever term, just someone who rides a bike. We get used as a subgroup, an outgroup, and, you know, it's... Mm. <laughs> I know exactly what the, the things are. We just don't see uh, things ha- um, pop up in budgets. We don't see... We keep seeing debates where we're seen as farcical, childish, immature, not grown up, why don't you get it, get the car, you know, all these sort of simplistic, stereotypical things. And unfortunately, this is where these media things lie. Yeah, it's, it's odd. It's, it's, it, we don't, you know, I, th- I suppose it's that you've got to pitch this controversy to pitch, your, pitch some sort of story, especially yeah, in exactly. that commercial media land. Exactly, you, you nailed it. And this is an invariably, you know, with mainstream media, do they have? Do they take a bit of a social check back of what they've actually done? Probably not, because they're just interested in ratings. But I'd like to believe that Channel Nine were acting in good faith with this, even though, if you listen to the beginning of that, what we just played, it doesn't sound. Doesn't sound like it. The, but the, it gets better as it gets on in terms of the, people the, in the view. The bulk of the story, the bulk of the story was quite, uh, I thought, done, done pretty well. Yep. After the break. We're going to be chatting about miscellaneous labourers. It's now or never for climate action. So join the National Sustainable Living Festival this February for a program showcasing cutting-edge solutions to the ecological and social challenges of our times. Be part of the change and join the sustainability movement with a month of workshops, talks, demonstrations, artworks, exhibitions, films and live performances. It's time to reset to climate safe. For the full program, go to slf.org.au. The National Sustainable Living Festival is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Now, before we went to the break, I was talking about miscellaneous labourers. Now, how I came to this is a completely different tangent. Uh, if you've been trying to get your bike serviced in uh, Melbourne for, since the last uh, year or so of Jeremy times, it's been incredibly difficult. Now, this led me on a bit of a thing of research of bicycle mechanics. I found out there are no TAFE courses in Victoria or government training. Now, if you're in the industry, you're probably going, so what, that's the way things are. We learn on tools or you do industry modules or e-bike things, you know, or high-end stuff. You get trained up on what the manufacturer does. Yeah, you'll get a distributor or manufacturer doing, doing specifics and specific training, but generally... Where do people learn? You know, yeah. do you do, does everybody learn because they pulled their BMX apart with a shifter, or do you learn on tools? Or you've got one of the old Cert threes that you got at, at Preston TAFE, 
Now, where, where did you know, circle back to miscellaneous labourers? Now, Steve, do you want to kind of give the, the give the listener what the earth I'm talking about? Okay, so we've found this classification, and this is the uh, Australian Bureau of Statistics, Australian and New Zealand Standard Classification of Occupations. This is version 1.2, 2013, Unit Group 8999, Other Miscellaneous Labourers. Now, this is this unit covers labourers not elsewhere classified, which means there's no other classification, and this includes, and the first one, they might have done this in alphabetic order, this mm. includes bicycle mechanics, car park attendants, crossing supervisors, electrical or telecommunications trades assistants, and leaflet or newspaper deliverers, mechanics assistants, railway assistants, sign erectors, ticket collectors or ushers, trolley collectors and road traffic controllers. They're the people with the lollipop signs. Yep. Okay, most in indicative skill level. Most occupations in this unit group have a level of skill commensurate with the qualifications outlined below. So certificate one or secondary education. Now, first thing, you may be kind of like, oh, that's interesting from what bicycle mechanics are classified with. I would like to say we're not being elitist. We're not saying that any of those other occupations in that are any way inferior. There's no kind of sneering. What it is, it's a really strange fruit salad of chucking people's occupations in with that classification. When they say other miscellaneous, they really have. They've really miscellaneous this they've up. Miscellaneous, they've miscellaneous it, I, I think. A little, maybe that, um, I mean, it does say for some occupations, a short period of on-the-job training may be required in addition to or instead of the formal quali a formal qualification. So no sort of formal qualification or on-the-job might be required. So mm. you've got some of those jobs are just give people with common sense a few skills and the importance of bits of the job and off they go others do you want them fixing the headset on your bike i don't know yeah we've got to be very careful here steve we do not want to be seen to be elitist that's true you're um, very it, careful with that well, i think i think what the main point of what we're trying to point out is that there's a real lack of available training yep um, and there doesn't seem to be the thing that stuck out. Doesn't seem to be a progression. No. Um, if like, you want to make a career in being a bicycle mechanic, it's pretty much you carve your own pathway, I think. And uh, you, you know, you have to be in. You, you know, basically, it's a specialisation. And again, following the industry, the manufacturers, and their their individual training, there is no commensurate government pathway. But again, if you've been in the industry for years, you go, so what? That's the way things are. But that leads to, well, well, we've got a shortage of bicycle mechanics at the moment. Or people who've got the time to learn on tools and do the industry training. It's a catch-22. And where does it put young people that might be really interested? You know, it might not be an occupation that you might stay in for you know, 20 years, but then most aren't this, the, these days. People people sort of progress through things. Mm. Um, but, you know, young, keen kids that, that want to get on the tools, 
You know, they want to they want to work on their own bikes. They want to learn about it. There there isn't a there isn't a place they don't they don't seem to have industry training. They don't ha- have um, apprenticeships, mm. and that structure's not there. Yeah, but well, that structure's not there. What that actually uh, builds in systemic weakness of poor wages, poor salary, and something I really dislike is if people who are doing physical work don't get paid what they're valued. I mean, bike wrenching is bloody hard. You're under, you, you can be undervalued, you can yep. be exploited by you know, biz, business owners. And this is, this is an inherent problem. There's a weakness here. We probably have just tinkered around the edges of it and someone in the industry going, you don't even know what you're talking about. Well, okay, look, if you're out there and you want to have a chat about this, we're all ears, aren't we? Well, there's a uh, great opportunity for another interview on another show. To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. And we're back on Yarra Bike Radio on 3CR. And we're going to talk now everyone's favourite cycle boulevard from the north, Canning Street. Yeah. Now, if you ride this quite frequently, you'll be seeing that there's some work going on. And uh, we thought we'd go and do some research on how far this goes back. Now, you know, Pigton Street. I can remember going on site visits to Pigton Street in about 2003, 2004. And someone goes, you know, someone will be saying, oh, look, you can just get infrastructure built. You've just got to keep um, advocating for it. I can tell you, it takes a long time. And Canning and Richardson is a prime example thereof. Canning and Pigton Street, Pigton Street um, crossing and the roundabout, was the black spot on oh. that cycle way mm. with the number of uh, riders unfortunately uh, run into, you know, interacted with motor vehicles. That we are known that have been reported too. Uh, obviously underreported. Yeah, but say this, we're talking about Richardson and Canning. It's like 22 that we know of yeah. incidences with, with bicycle riders. Yeah. So af- after the um, huge amount of work over quite a long time on Pigton Street, the issues at Pigden Street seem to have um, settled down, and that brings up Richardson Street as the next most dangerous intersection on yeah, that route. So why are you building a roundabout there? Well, it's not exactly that. It's a C... Uh, what's the actual term for it? I'm just looking for it here. Oblique spheroid? No. An oblique spheroid. No, um, it's something completely different. It's not round. It is not roundabout, it is shaped something else. One of the complications I can remember going back to a uh, bicycle advisory committee meeting was the fact that Richardson Street is a bus route. It is a bus route and it's the bus route that I've occasionally called. It's the 504 that goes over to um, Mooney Ponds. Yeah, it is a bit of an oblique looking thing. So yeah, this is the problem with the inner city that if you start building stuff or you start planning for stuff, there's something else happening real close by. So while we're trying to protect riders going north-south on Canning Street, Mm. we have to provide for the bus going east-west. Now, we would like to think that the bus drivers were a lot better at missing cyclists than the average motorist. 
and all of the complications involved in which traffic management mm. things do we install? Yeah. So anyway, up on the Yarrabug website, we put um, thing up that's got goes goes back and it's got the bicycle advisory committee minutes for. 2018, 2019, and that it's actually felt came. This was actually this issue of this intersection came into the most recent Carlton Latham, which is the local area placemaking. Placemaking now, it's all changed now. It used to be Latham with a T. So basically, we've got Sharrows, Curb Extension, Pedestrian Crossing, and a Central Island. So it's an enhanced version of what's up at Pigton because you've got Ped Crossing now. The design work on how to shape a, a non roundabout. Um, was done on um, Pigden mm. and looks like a uh, updated and improved version is what is uh, being installed yeah. in Richardson Street. And you can say, well, this is not perfect. Well, a lot of stuff's not perfect. What do you do here? I mean, City of Yarra went and got um, Black Spot well, federal uh, funding for this. It's either that or East Coast signalised. Yeah, well, I think um, or, a lot of this was, was it TAC funding or federal? Yeah, federal. And either that or you get the 504 rerouted. And this was something kicked around at the at the Bicycle Advisory Committee. Mm. You know, really unlikely to get the bus rerouted and really it wasn't wanted to have a very expensive signalised solution. with the signalised stuff. So basically we've got a central... Island and extended curbs to guide vehicle entry. Yeah, it's 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 not actually technically a roundabout where you just cruise in. It's it's on a look. It's on an angle. Yeah. So those those angles were really important. Mm. Um, they discovered at Pigden when they yeah. f- initially put the put the roundabout in. It caused a lot of issues. Mm. Took a few changes. So anyway, if you go to your bug dot org and have a look at um, thing there, it goes into a lot of detail and um, quotation of the minutes and also the Latham and all sorts of stuff. Look, it's still, it's not finished. It's not finished, but and this history is really important. There's residents that have been uh, in the area for a long time that yeah. have consulted on this, that ride, and, and are familiar with the route. It's going to be interesting to see when it's, when it's finished. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. Okay, you're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Some news and events. Now, if you might cast your mind back to September 2019, I spoke to Jeff Smart at Back to Bikes. Now, what's that favourite expression of yours, Steve, when you want or someone to listen? Have you got your ears on? Okay, well, this is a big, have you got this your This is a big, have you got your ears on? Okay, are you after a job? What's happening is down at 
back to bikes. They're looking for people interested in the new position they've created. It's a full jobs description. They're looking for someone to lead a Sunday team entirely devoted to supplying bikes to refugees, asylum seekers, and others in need. An important part of this of the position is develop a more diverse group of volunteers. Now, I'm going to just read a bit of this out to you. It's the Sunday workshop manager. You'll be reporting to the back to bikes director. The salary is negotiable depending upon experience and qualifications. The hours are a permanent part-time, 9am to 5pm on Sundays, and there will be opportunities to work casually other days if the applicant agrees. This is down in Port Melbourne in uh, Victoria, and the purpose of the position is uh, the workshop manager position is to ensure the smooth flow of work by volunteers. Sundays will be solely devoted to refurbishing bikes for clients referred to us by social welfare agencies. The workshop will not be open to the public on Sunday. So you've got to remember this is a very specific role. We're open to the public six days per week on the on the, on the other days. And it goes into a bit of the uh, responsibilities and duties. Basically, this is very straightforward stuff. But if you're interested, please apply in writing by 1st of March 2021 to workshop at backtobikes.com.au and back to bikes is spelt back numeral two bikes.com.au any queries relating to your job application will be sent to the above address this includes requests for our volunteer handbook which will give a good overview of the position within the overall overall organization the handbook also covers the position of back to bikes in relation to social and gender equality. And uh, what do you think of that? That's a great opportunity for someone uh, with uh, an interest mm. and some um, um, skills. So yeah. yeah, we were talking about before about bicycle repair stuff, certificate level in bicycle repair, and any tertiary level diploma or degree which may be relevant to your duties. So someone might have some social experience with mm. working with refugees or other marginalised groups. Yeah, what I'll do is, I'll, I'll look, I might just turn this into a PDF and put it um, attached to the podcast. Yeah. It's very important. And thank you, Jeff, for sending this in because these these jobs are like... Um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're pretty rare. jazz. The Milky Way looks good in the night skies. The stars open a short from my dark eyes. Complex hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of dissent. 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. Um, another bit of news. Attention uh, cyclists who use the Yarra Trail between Burnley and Diets Falls. Tree pruning is scheduled from 9am to 3pm on Tuesday the 9th of February for approximately 10 days. So it's still, we're still within that period. There will be on-site traffic controllers to look after you and pedestrians and alternative routes here, which takes you to City of Yarra, um, you know, how to find your way around the, the municipality. RMIT have got a cycling group 
Join RMIT students and get active with social rides with the RMIT Cycling Club fortnightly on Saturday mornings, beginner, and Tuesday afternoon, intermediate, exploring some of Melbourne's great cycling paths. And that's running, uh, you meet at the RMIT Bike Hub in the city campus. That's Building 51 at 80. 92 Victoria Street, Melbourne, and uh, it's running from the 19th of January, which has been going probably about a month now, to the 25th of May. Now, I would go to rmit.edu.au forward slash students and look for social rides with RMIT Cycling. So it's a great way to get out and learn about Melbourne. So you've got the Sunday morning and Tuesday afternoon of various um, things, and also, you know, return rides to the bike hub. We'll go to a local cafe or a restaurant on road after the ride and bring your bike, helmet, a lock, a water bottle and a face mask. So, yeah, get in contact with the RMIT Cycling Club. Sounds like a great idea. Okay, I reckon that's all we've got time for this week, Steve. You're still riding to work? Yes, riding to work. It's the quickest way to get... That part the, of uh, Melbourne. That part of Melbourne, yes. The, yeah, and I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm... I'm west. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm eyeing up those um, Casey Crazy bars. And you're not really... You're not really... <laughs> it's only because they swept back to, a, a bit far, I believe. Oh, I mean, they're kind of like a... Someone's got a pair of old pee bars and blown the, the ends open on them a bit, haven't they? Yeah. It's I kind mean, of... It's, it's, it's swept back bar. It's like a swept bar, but it's got a real angle on it, and then you've got the uh, like a bar end we're supposed to be doing not the, on the end. We're supposed to be doing the outro to the show. I'm not talking about crazy bars. I like them. It's like moustache things, but with arrow out the front. Is that it? No, I'm talking complete garbage. No, that's about it. Yeah. Okay, our podcast should be up later today and I appreciate you've taken the time to listen to the show because it was chucked together ad-lib because everything kind of fell apart on last uh, Friday. I hope you're doing well, be kind and we sit and wait for, uh, see what the announcement will be for lifting of this Stage 4 on Wednesday coming. Don't forget that 3CR... All us announcers are volunteers and 3CR relies upon the subscription and donation to keep us going. So go to 3cr.org.au. Look for the subscribe or donate option. Up next is SheBop followed by Black Block. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.